November 15, 2022 at 5.30 p.m. It's really 5.34, but we won't go there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, unfortunately, the first order of business is, um, uh, if I can ask my colleagues and um, have a moment of silence in honor of uh, Richard T. Russell of Canton, who passed away November 7th. Uh, Richard, again, uh, was born and raised in Stoughton. He graduated as a valedictorian from the Norfolk County Agricultural School. Dick worked at the Mass Hospital School in Canton for 35 years. Uh, Dick and the love of his life, Ellie, were married for 51, they were married in April of 1951. They were married for 71 years. Unfortunately, um, Eileen um, passed away uh, several, about several months ago. Uh, he's cherished husband of the late Eileen Perry, beloved father of Susan Cogliano and her husband, Eddie. And we all know Susan Cogliano has been a member of the, was a member of the uh, uh, library trustees for years and years and years and born and raised in Canton and just um, told me she just had her 50th um, high school reunion. Um, his husband, Eddie of Canton, Cynthia Flanders and her husband, Eddie Shorey of Bourne, Sharon LeBlanc and her husband, Michael of Sharon, adorned grandfather of Bumper of six grandchildren and four great-grandchildren. I ask that you keep the Cogliano family in your thoughts and prayers, and I know Mr. Russell, if you'd know him, he had a, one of those tractors, like the red tractor, like they had on um, um, Green Acres, and he used to plow people out, and we used to call him, he did my house for my parents' house for years, and we used to call him the tractor man because when the tractor man came, we didn't have to shovel. So we always liked to see him come, and he had a, a yellow slicker on. So he had a special place uh, known for most of my adult life, and he was a good man. He lived uh, on Randolph Street. So I should have a moment of silence and memory and honor of uh, Richard T. Russell, please, if you could. Thank you, many thoughts and prayers be with this family. And before we go, just one other quick item. Um, I was fortunate enough to, and lucky enough to attend, uh, and we, Rob Baku passed away in September. They had a memorial service for him on Saturday. It was beautiful. Had about 150 people, and uh, a lot of beautiful tribute stories that I never knew that side of Rob. You know, and we all knew he had a great sense of humor, a very brilliant, smart scientist. And, um, and I used to jokingly call him the mad scientist once in a while. But he's, he had a heart of gold, and he was a wonderful person, loved to sail. So just keep um, Rob Barker and his wife, Mahler, and his, his two daughters in your thoughts and prayers as well, because that happened on Saturday. So I thank you, uh, my colleagues and the folks, for allowing me to do that. Thank you. Uh, first order of business, Mr. Theodore. Is the Warner Trail feasibility update, Mr. Manning. And everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Welcome and good evening. Good evening. Chairman, members of the board, good evening. Excuse me. I uh, just wanted to do an update to the board. I think the board has had a couple of presentations on the Warner uh, Trail. This is an update that um, it will provide the board with several changes that have been recommended. Um, and we have a couple of folks here. I just want to introduced to the board is Bill Paley from the BSC group. Bill is our town consultant on the project. And I think you all know Deb from the Walk, Bike, and Hike Committee. We also have another gentleman, sir. Jeff, 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 Jeff from the um, Walk, Bike, and Hike Committee. And with that, I'll turn it over to Bill and Deb for a presentation to the board. Thank you. Great. Great. Thank you for your time. Um, I've got a short amount of time to give this to you. so. Um, last time I was here, I gave you uh, uh, a update on the project. Look at the right one, yeah. And um, so tonight is just an update of what's been different from our last update. Uh, so we gave you more details on our approach on the feasibility study. And uh, this slide really is just a summary of how we did that. We broke out the uh, study into six different sections that I'm identifying here. Um, really just to identify the various locations and connection points, um, make it easier to discern between sections and routes, uh, to look at disadvantages, advantages, and cost estimates. So that's just a quick summary of, of how we broke out the, uh, the entire town with respect to the study. For each segment that we looked at, we also developed, um, we numbered them and we gave them a limit of, of, of beginning and end, but we also developed order magnitude costs for each segment. Uh, each segment is unique, 
uh, and the um, upgrades were different. They would vary from um, installing curb and sidewalk or maybe cutting a path through the forest or as simple as adding uh, wayfinding signage or pavement markings. And then other locations we would simply be recommending to upgrade signals to have ADA compliant buttons and, and signal heads. So the, the, the various treatments were different um, really just to complete the network and to give vision to the town and an idea of, okay, this is, we need this much money for this segment and it's, it's a lot less for this segment or, or root section. Um, so what we, I also, I'm highlighting this segment, segment 3B, um, and that leads me to my next slide, um, and which is what we're recommending for the pilot project or the next step for the town. 3A. 3A. At least it says 3A Yeah, here. my apologies. I said 3B, <laughs> but I think it's 3B, but so it's 3B. Um, so what we're uh, looking at, we, we had various um, correspondence with different committees and folks around town, um, and uh, based on that, we looked at the routes and their costs and um, what makes sense, and what we're recommending is uh, Charles Drive, which would be... Um, it would include uh, a connection from Washington Street on road along Historical Way and a short segment through the forest, uh, which would be like a, a separate path, if you will. Um, it could be ADA compliant. And um, also then it would take a turn onto Morton Street as an on-road. Um, and this street has low traffic, low volume. Um, it's no impact to the, to the neighborhood. Then it would take a turn onto Cary Circle as an on-road segment. And then it would turn onto Charles Drive uh, as an on-road, and when we get to the DPW yard, uh, it, it, would it would traverse through the DPW yard as a separated path, which would consist of uh, some sort of vertical separation, which would be uh, granite curb or a fence, uh, and then a, a, very, a, a width path that could be 8, 10, 12 feet wide. It really depends on, on what the town would, would really need for that segment, but the, the key is to separate operations from the yard and the users so to prevent people from wandering through the yard during winter operations or you know, that type of thing so um, some of the advantages uh, is this could be a multi-use path from washington street to cunit street it would be uh, anyone could of different ages could use this path it could be used for bikes bikes could use it strollers walkers and uh, that's an, it's a huge advantage. Uh, another one is it's all within the public right-of-way, which is key because there's no impact to the neighborhood. You don't need any takings or get involved with that type of thing. Um, it's currently being used as a path, uh, uh, much to the, you know, against what the town really wants because they're cutting through the DPW yard. Students from the school use that, users use it. Um, and so if they're doing that already, let's make it safe. Let's make it usable. When you say uh, the DPW yard, is that where they store the, the dirt? So that's not really DPW, that's just... It's a storage, it's, yeah. yeah okay. It's, it's not their yard. We're not going through the yard. We're going Along on it. the path across the entrance to the yard, across the entrance to the, the Jim water processing plant. Marine yeah. water plant is. Yes, okay. that's and right. across yeah. the... Right. People don't understand. Yeah, right. yacht is down in Bolivar Street. Yeah, yeah. Just, just. Thanks uh, for, yeah, thanks for that so, clarification. Yes. So the the storage area it's off the, of the yeah, cemetery, the between the cemetery, the dirt mounds between the cemetery and. It's technically part of the cemetery. Right. So yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you for that clarification. Uh, and then also we we met with DPW, met with Mike, and we talked about the the project and the, his concerns and and the needs. Um, and so it, we've received support from DPW as well as the Walk, Bike, and Hike Committee um, and others around town. The other key is it's constructible. It's a fairly easy project to design and construct, and it's also eligible for various sources of funding. So it's not just confined to one source. It could be Chapter 90, but also Complete Streets funding, Shared Streets, Mass Trails money, CDBG, um, and even EDA funding. So there's, that that's allows the town flexibility 
to um, to fund the trail. More than one bucket to rob, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, sir. Um, so that's that's the update. Um, I wanted to keep it brief, but I'll be I'll be happy to answer any questions. At the Are there any questions from members? Ms. Lopez, what's the total length of the uh, path that's this path? projected? Um, if, Actually, uh, if it's already being used, can you just give us some ideas what the $135,000 is going to be used for? And then is this the beginning of a plan that um, you expect to come back in stages to connect other pieces to this? So is this sort of a strategic first step? Yes. So this would be, this is appealing for two big reasons. One is for the immediate uh, current use to be dramatically improved and to improve it as just a, separate from the Warner Trail as an amenity for the neighborhood and for the town because it would be our really our first multi-use path. Well, hopefully the one from Revere Heritage to the train station will actually be usable by then, so it'll be our second. It would be our second multi-use path. It's already in use by students, teachers, dog walkers, neighborhood. Um, and it would improve the safety, it would improve the usability of Charles Drive Extension for the DPW as well. Um, so that's completely separate benefits from its segment as a Warner Trail segment. It would become one of the Warner Trail segments. Right now we have, as you have heard, a, an agreed upon on-road routing. And this would be instead of some of that on-road routing. It would take the trail off of Washington Street for a segment and go. And Bill didn't mention, but because we weren't able to clear it with the police department, but one option might be to go to access this from the police department instead of from historical way. But either one works. With, our, with the routing that, that we've that laid was out. My question, it's sorry to interrupt, but coming off a historical way. Yep. I, I grew up in, the, in that neighborhood, so you'd, there's like a little path. There's a path but down the Is, is that Street. town property that yes. between the two houses there, there's a, there's a fence there, and then there's. Yes. In okay. fact, they discussed having an emergency access route to the police department through there. They didn't end up choosing to do that still a possibility for someday in the future, but that is town property. So my house happens to be on the cul-de-sac on Historical Way, so I know oh, this so you know that, intimately. Uh, yeah. um, our neighbor across the street is the other house on the cul-de-sac. In between the two of us is town property. Um, and the town property goes down. In fact, Ms. Lopez and I cleaned that path last year during the walk, bike, and hike trail maintenance day. Um, and the DPW helped us out the following week in cleaning up some of our, uh, of the Morton Street neighbors yard waste dumping, which if we improved the trail su sufficiently, there would be no more yard waste dumping, which is another side benefit. Um, but that, that, is a town right-of-way all the way yeah. from the historical way cul-de-sac down to Morton Street. And did you follow that trail? If you come off a historical way, instead of coming out to Morton Street, there's a trail that goes right along almost down to the, if you follow it straight, it go it eventually take you right to the cemetery. Yes. It, is that, it is, is that uh, an option? It, it is an option. It would, um, it is an option. It's a more challenging trail to improve to be truly accessible as a trail. It's very side hill and there's wetlands. Um, and down a ways, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, so, that was one of the seconds that we actually, we flagged the wetlands to, un, to understand where they, where, the, where those wetlands were located. But as Deb said, it's be very challenging. It is an option. It still can be explored as part of this. That would definitely be a walk only. That's a hiking trail. That would definitely not become a multi-use trail ever. Whereas this, you know, the Charles Drive extension segment has many, many benefits. Um, the rustic trail through the woods to the cemetery is, is both more challenging 
to improve and more challenging to use. And, and this total um, distance is, what is it, a mile, mile and a so half? So the total distance of this is less than a mile. Less than a mile. Um, the total distance of the Charles Drive extension, I'm ballparking here, but it's maybe a third of a mile. Maybe a quarter of a mile. Yeah. Um, so, and that's really all we're talking about improving with like hard pavement, curbing, um, maybe some low fencing, but maybe just pavement and curbing. You know, there's plenty of multi use trails that are just separated by granite curbing and, and no fencing. And the right. water treatment facility is already fenced in. Um, yeah, because so, years ago that used to. There used to be a street, a cut-through, and years ago we closed it because of the neighbors, people cutting through Charles Drive off of Pecunia Street, coming up and cutting up that way up to Dedham Street. Mm -hmm. so that's why it was closed, I'd say, about, she's 30 years ago. Well, yeah. And the material options, you have many material options. It could be the path to the woods and the path along the Charles Drive extension. could be concrete, asphalt. It could be stone dust as well, you know, depending on. And it's got a good foundation for it. Oh, yeah. was my point. Yeah. Yeah. Cut off by somebody. <laughs> so this is, we hope, if we get the select board's support, we hope this would be our next project. Um, you know, right now we're working on signing the on-road route for the Warner Trail. But, and this would not um, supplant any of that. We just have an additional option. Any other questions? Any other questions, Mike? That's great. Thank you. Great. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Those people on Charles Drive, they're miserable, though. Most of them are nice to come along. Oh, <laughs> what? He they, lives on Charles Drive. That's what we're saying. The last meeting we had, uh, <laughs> there was somebody here who does, I, I think one of your, um, well, it was traffic committee. Somebody spoke up and said, oh, I use that all the time. So yeah. I'm not sure. I think uh, they'd really welcome the Oh, absolutely. I won't get Thank you. Yeah. Next order of business, Mr. Theodore. Is the energy advisory update, Mr. Birmingham. Good evening, Tom. Good evening. You didn't have anything on there, did you? I'm just using it for my own notes. Oh, no, it's fine. I just closed it. That's why I was asking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does everybody have, I, we yeah, sent some material ahead of time. Okay, great. So good evening, everybody. Tom Birmingham with the uh, chair of the Kent Energy Advisory Committee. And I'm here to report out on the latest status of the project. And uh, just to kind of give you a sense of what's happening at a very high level, we're at a pretty important inflection point for the uh, committee. And uh, why I say that is there is a lot of material that needs to be reviewed and approved in anticipation of us going to our first um, initial public meeting. So we're trying to, and, and the timeline is one of those big questions that I had for you all tonight in terms of getting comfortable with moving forward with a very much more public facing aspect of this program. So what I wanted to just kind of walk you through is the status of, of the program as, as we're under development with an eye on this initial phase of public comment, public engagement. Um, <clears throat> so I was gonna just walk you through the status of the work plan, uh, the preparation for this initial phase of public engagement, uh, and then the initial public engagement timeline and some next steps. Feel free to ask any questions at any time. So uh, we've talked about this in the past. The, there's four basic elements uh, to, the to the program. There's this education and outreach plan. There's a municipal aggregation plan. There's a model electricity supply agreement. That's the contract with the supplier in the town. And then there's an automatic enrollment notification plan. That's once we really get the program launched, we've signed the supply we've gotten approval from the DPU and it's time to you know enroll um, the citizens and the businesses in town 
that's uh, this automatic enrollment notification. So those are the four big plans and we're asking that one of the tricks of why all this is coming to a head right now is we have to have all the ducks in a row before we file with the Department of Public Utilities. That's really kind of the driver to getting all of this documentation uh, together and prior to the filing. So we're looking, we're going through that uh, public input process through the committee, through the town administrator. We're looking for any questions and comments from the select board. And then we're going to uh, also schedule a public comment period with a public meeting to get initial feedback on these initial documents before they go to the Department of Public Utilities for approval. Okay. So there's a lot of detail in here. There's basically eight documents in total. Uh, that's, I don't know if I were to count it up, it's almost 100 pages worth of materials. So Charlie and I met, we're, we're trying to walk through what's the most efficient, effective way to go through all these materials. And uh, we're working through that. And we just want to make sure you have an opportunity to comment and weigh in if you would like. Um, but hopefully with, with Charlie and I going through that, and we also, as you may recall, we have a third party helping us with that, and they've done this for 30, 40 other towns already, so this is not new. Most of the materials that have been prepared were all in really good shape to begin with, and uh, the committee and Charlie are kind of going through final edits uh, as we speak, and we can send those to you when they're ready. Uh, depends on your interest level. So far, so good? Okay. Um, <clears throat> so the next kind of big thing I wanted to just walk you through is this kind of initial phase of public engagement. That's sort of what we're leading towards. And essentially that's this public comment period. It runs for about three weeks. And within that public comment period, and this is all kind of um, mandated by the Department of Public Utilities. We don't have a lot of flexibility in um, how we're doing this public engagement. They're expecting us to go through all these steps. And it's fairly prescribed. So the public comment period, about three weeks, with at least one public meeting in that window. And uh, so we're trying to figure out um, how many people might want to come, where should we have it, how do we notify, publicize it, host it, what venue should we have and make sure that uh, we do our due diligence and allow the public to comment on these documents. So to facilitate that, we've got the notice for public comment that's going to be posted. We we are looking for our friends at the Canton Citizen to help us with that uh, on the library site here at Town Hall, the websites, uh, which I'll describe in a few minutes. Uh, the public meeting itself will be an, a good opportunity. We don't know how many people are going to show up. We think it might be a few boards and committees that might be more interested in this than the general public, but we want to make sure it's available for everybody. Um, <clears throat> key stakeholder engagements. Uh, Charlie and I were looking at this list that there's going to be key government-related entities, uh, boards, committees, uh, d town departments, um, interested groups uh, and stakeholder groups that we want to make sure we're engaged with and get the word out to them so they can then uh, get the word out to their constituents. To, uh, so we've got a list that's been drafted and uh, we're working through um, Charlie came up with a good suggestion yesterday to include DPW as an example. We didn't have them on our list. So we're going through that uh, vetting of the list to make sure we don't miss any key groups that might be interested. The department's also very interested in making sure we uh, communicate with vulnerable groups, uh, vulnerable populations, different language speaking, different economic strata, um, and make sure that everybody understands you know, what's coming and uh, have a chance to comment. Then, um, as far as the formal education and outreach period, that's gonna be later. So we got two public outreach periods. One that I'm talking about now, this initial phase, three weeks, one public meeting, get all our documents in a row and then file with the DPU. The next big main formal outreach plan is once we get approval from the DPU, we go through the signing of the contract, then we go back to the public and say, okay, we're ready for you to start enrolling. This is what it means. Here's the postcard you're gonna get. Here's an opportunity to ask more questions. So that's kind of the second bite of the apple for the public. And that's gonna be after DPU approval, which still at this point in time is 
anywhere between 12 and 18 months, unfortunately, at this point, uh, once we make the filing. Um, and then we're going to we're working on the websites and the public. I, I know we had a question about that uh, last time. So we're go going through the development phase of the websites for that. And why I say it's plural, we, we need help with the town website and a landing page for the committee and the program. And then we're going to have a third party website where you can do interactive signups and questions. And, you know, if you have comments, you can submit that. And that's going to be managed by the third party broker, Mass Power Choice. Okay. So uh, just kind of moving through this, um, I also included a calendar, and this is kind of where the rubber hits the road. And are we ready to try to, this is an aggressive timeline, and I think right now we're still on target, but there is a lot to do between now and what we're targeting on this calendar is the week ending of January 6th to try to file the report and the, all the materials with the DPU. So working backwards from that, we know we've got a public meeting, We've got a comment period. We've got lots of documents to go through. We're trying to figure out when that public meeting could be held. I've looked at some of the calendars available to me. Um, it looks like the week of the 12th is an option of December uh, for the public meeting, and then we'd have to get the notice in before that. So I'm not going to lie. It's a very tight schedule, but I'd like to try it's to December 12th? Mm -hmm. for, yes, for the public meeting. Okay, because I'm, I'm just concerned when you get closer to the holidays, yes. a lot of people don't want to. Exactly. If possible, I, I just, and it's your, totally your call, but uh, you don't get involvement that you would like to get because people tend to get busy and right. uh, maybe, the, you know, first week in, in January, but I'm not telling you what to do. If you just held think it off, it. I'm sorry, if you held it off to January, how, how much would that affect mm. the <clears throat> process that you're going through? Sure. Um, the basic process, this deadline is our deadline. We're trying to help the Canton citizens and businesses as much as possible, and it takes a long time to do this, so we're, we're driving. But it's our deadline. We, we have flexibility in terms of deciding that. So really, I think a short answer to your question, Tom, is if it takes us an extra three weeks, just add that on to the back of the approval period. Yeah. So it's gonna take another, you know, which, you know, I'm very sensitive to the holiday as well, and. I, it's your baby. I just wanted to bring it up because I, well, I, I, I want you all to be comfortable, too, because I, I don't know if you all want to be there for this. I, I think it might be helpful to, to show that we've got the support of the select board and make sure, you know, we're not scheduling it on other committee meetings toes, you know. But go ahead. Yes, Lisa. Um, th that was my original uh, reaction when I looked at the materials, mm. that it was awfully close to the holidays and it might weaken the participation. But now listening to you, I have a better idea that this public meeting mm. is really for those who are interested in influencing the design of the program versus the public education program that needs to be community-wide that educates the public at large about what it is. Exactly. And therefore, I guess I don't feel as strongly, as long as you maybe get it, the sense that the people that you need to have available, you know, whether the, um, the, the private groups or the departments, um, if, if you get an indication that there will be representation by the people you need to have at the table, then I would defer to your decision if it's about getting it done sooner rather than later because the sooner we get it filed with the DPU, then the sooner we can make those potential cost savings right. and cleaner energy options available to the public. Exactly. Oh. And truth be told, there isn't a ton of flexibility in the design of this. Mm -hmm. So we want people's input. We want to feel like they're engaged and have an opportunity to comment. But it's fairly prescriptive. I mean, the DPU's got pretty strict criteria. This has all been sort of vetted. You know, we've got the regulations we have to comply with, but the DPU also has a lot of precedent. You know, how do they want this to look and feel? <laughs> To the public and who do we reach out to that sort of stuff and it's you know there's so is not, this a check mark <clears throat> kind of i don't want to just downplay the fact that i mean we value people's input we still have some important questions mm -hmm. about what percentage of renewable power do we offer mm -hmm. in this and we can get some valuable feedback that way it's not a done deal done deal but okay. it's i think three-week comment period is you know enough for this level of engagement. Okay. 
So I still think it's doable. I, you know, I, I defer to Charlie as well. He's, he's got, the, got the load to carry right now with all the documents. We've got to talk to town council and make sure the draft uh, service agreement is acceptable. And so I, I won't downplay the fact that we've got some work ahead of us. If we can focus on it, I think we can do it. If we can't, I can come back to you and let you know that we just have some slippage and we can't get it done. So we'll shoot for January. But and the 12th want... is a Monday night? Uh, yeah, they're Monday and Tuesday, the 12th and 13th, look pretty good for, you know, some of the schedules I was looking at. Um, so, like you say, if, if you don't get the results that you were looking for in this December meeting, you yeah. can always say, okay, we, this is what we were looking for. Let's, let's do another one in January. So there's no harm in really doing it in December then. If we can get it scheduled, I agree. And if, if we get a no-show or it's a snowstorm, whatever, we have to cancel it, okay, fine, we'll reschedule it. Um, so, any thoughts from you, Charlie? No, I, you know, I would say, just say, Mr. Chairman, I, you know, I'd like to commend Tom and his, and his group for the, the work that they're doing with this. Uh, they're thoughtful and detailed in really trying to uh, get as much feedback from the board and the town as possible. So, um, like he says, they're, they're, they're driving the bus hard with an aggressive timeline, but um, they're a pretty talented group. So. I would not put it past them to get it done. <laughs> and then we just the last page, we've got a bunch of to-dos. It's all related to you know being ready for the public engagement. And so I, I just turn it over to you all. If you had any questions, great. If not, that's what I had for you. That's great. Any other questions? Oh, Comments, concerns? Anyone else? Seems like you have it under control, that's for sure. <laughs> that's great. Thank you, Tom. Okay. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tom. Mr. Theodore. Uh, next on the agenda is a vote to approve the revered terrace design and permitting funding. I don't know if anyone wants to any speak on that. Or So, yeah, this is part of um, the agreement uh, with the... Um, with the 77 units. Say it again? With the 77 units we agreed? The, the 55 and over? Yeah. Uh, this is the... Uh, terrace design and permitting that the town has agreed to uh, undertake uh, at the uh, at the museum. It's uh, three thousand seven hundred twenty-five dollars, and the funds are proposed to come from the reservoir pond tax pledge mitigation account. Any questions or comments or concerns? Here now, look for a motion, Mr. Theodore. And then I move that the board approve the Revere Terrace design and per, uh, permitting funding in the amount of three thousand seven hundred twenty-five dollars from. The Reservoir Pond Tax Pledge Account. Second. Motion been made. Second. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5-0. Mr. Theodore. Yes, I move that the board approve the ATM 2023 timeline. Second. Motion been made. Second. Discussion? Comments? Concerns? Hearing none, Mr. Scollins? That timetable? I'm good. Thank you. Okay. And it's officially be on notice that... Uh, Winter's coming because he's wearing his cardigan sweater <laughs> with his polo. So town hall heat's going to be turned down a little to save a couple of dollars. So thanks for the warning. Thank you. Thank you. All those in favor of the timeline say aye. 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 Opposed? 5-0. Move that the board approve the uh, select board meeting schedule for January 23 through June 2023. Second. Yes, Ms. Lopez. I, I just had a question. Is um, this... Uh, schedule that includes a meeting on January 10th in lieu of the previous scheduled meeting on January 3rd. <laughs> I have flights that are impacted by this. Um, which, I, date, which date do you have your flights? Well, I, I had um, a meeting that was in my calendar for January 3rd. Okay. And so... So you had none on the 10th. So you booked flights on the 10th. Uh, no, I... No, I forget when my flights are. It's not important. No, it uh, is. We don't want to cancel your flights. Oh, no, no, no. As I, long as you go away. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell no, that. I just want to make sure that <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, I couldn't I'm not going to miss. Um, I may, may miss one meeting during, for a vacation. I don't want to miss two. <laughs> so is there a meeting on January 3rd? I, I, I defer to Laurie. Okay. So it may have been my mistake. Um, Maybe nobody else has anything on their calendar for January 3rd. Uh, but but the, the, this half of the calendar wasn't done until now. It was 
second half of the year. Ah. January through June. Okay. So maybe you thought it would be every other week. Perhaps. I might have I might have done that. I might have done that. Okay. So, so this these are the only January meetings. Tenth and thirty first. Oh it's subject yes, but yes. <laughs> As of now, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> My only question, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't. <laughs> As a, fa as a softball, I couldn't resist. <laughs> All those in favor of this scheduled meeting, but there are subject to change, say aye. 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 Thank you, 5-0. Mr. Theodore. Uh, next is the approval of uh, the PAF uh, Fire Captain Stephen Driscoll. I move that the board approve it. Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? Comments? Concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Five zero. Mr. Theodore. This is the PAF of Fire Lieutenant Michael Moriarty. I move that the board approve that. Second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5-0. Congratulations to the two gentlemen. Uh, I move that the board approve the Deputy Chief of Operations contract. Second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? 5-0. Right. I move that the board approve the Deputy Chief of Administration's contract. <laughs> Second. Motion has been made and seconded for the Deputy Chief. Any further discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. 5-0. Move that the board approve the memorandum of agreement between the town, the town of Canton and AFSCME uh, for years 23 through 25. Second. Motion has been made and seconded in discussion. Mr. Chairman, just before you leave, I just, I, I just want to take a quick second and recognize um, the efforts of Randy Collins and Jody Middleton and Jen Chameleon in the contract negotiations with AFSCME. They did. Uh, yeoman's work in getting that done, and also, you know, like to thank the members of ASME for uh, settling the, the contract. No, I didn't. Yep. Thank all right? Yes. Great. All those in favor of the contract and the the the, the uh, acknowledgement of the three four people, and you, you yourself as well, uh, Mr. Judy. All those in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed? Five zero. Thank you. Next is the agenda. Uh, is I. Uh, the Move that the board approve up to $40,000 to fund the crosswalk button project from Fund 145, uh, the traffic management fund. Charlie, do you want to? Yeah, sure. The, uh, we have <clears throat> four intersections uh, located in the downtown area that currently aren't working properly for pedestrian signal. And uh, in large part, the signal that um, folks who are uh, blind uh, or visually impaired need, uh, they need the sound when they activate the signal and those aren't working properly right now so Gene uh, Manning um, was working with a resident who brought it to our attention Billy Walsh was able to have our vendor out to take a look at the upgrades on us, uh, the, the repairs that are necessary to get it back to its operating condition and it's approximately forty thousand dollars and there is a fund we've identified specifically for um, improvements to traffic and roadways and uh, in Canton and it, it's sufficient to fund this repair any timetable, um, Mr. Judy? I do not know the timetable, but it will be sooner Priority rather than time. later, yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? 5 0. Thank you. Mr. Chairman? Yes, sir. Uh, on the uh, contract for ASME, uh, can I abstain? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. 4 0 1. If, uh, Ms. Uh, Bogue. Okay, thank you. Sorry about that, Mike. I no, no, I, I missed it too. Uh, next, I move that the board approve the application to sell Christmas trees and holiday greenery at the Pekin Farm at 109 Elm Street. Second. Motion has been made and there's a second. Motion has been made and seconded. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5 0. Move that the board appoint Jacob Azunian. Azunian, yeah. As park and recreation ground maintenance worker, Uzonian. Huh. Azonian. Huh? Azonian. 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 You say tomato, I say tomato. Second. Opposed? <laughs> second. Any further discussion? Any all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? 5-0. Uh, move that the port, uh, board appoint Danny Whitman as a heavy equipment operator. Second. Motion been made second. Any discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5 0. See you, Joe. Um, next on the thing is a move to appoint uh, Donna 
Sleitra, Isabel DiGirolamo, and Andrew Middleton as Parks and Recreation Seasonal Help. Second. Motion has been made and second. Any discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Five zero. Thank you. Move that the board appoint Helen McHowell as a member of the Beautification Committee. Second. Motion has been made and seconded for Ms. McHowell. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Five zero. Move that the board accept and authorize the use of the gift in accordance with the terms under National Laws 44, Section 53A. Following donation to the Department of Elder and Human Services in the memory of Mike Lockman and from the AFSCME Local 362 and the donation the amount of $150. Second. Motion to be made and second. Any discussions, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? 5 0. Next, I move that the board designate the Canton Police Department and its officers as duly authorized liquor license enforcement agent for the town of Canton. Second. Motion remains seconded. I Any further questions? What, what does that entail? So the um, we officially need to designate the Canton Police Department and its officers as the um, liquor licensing enforcement agents so that they can enforce our uh, liquor uh, regulations, laws and the regulations in the ABCC regulations. So uh, it gives them basically the authority to investigate violations of those regulations and then take action uh, by reporting violations to the board so that then you can decide if you'd like to hold a hearing to impose any type of penalty which can range from a warning to a suspension to a rev revocation. But it, it, it just it allows them to, to take action without needing like administrative warrants and lengthy investigations and things like that. Good. It's just like a reaffirm. Like it is. We mass. we felt like it was done many many years ago, but we couldn't we could find no historical record of it. So we thought it wise to do it, just redo it. Make sure. So so the, I move that the board. Um, I already did the motion. If you want to, want to do it again? No. Yeah, because you we were gonna have the motion, but you interrupted. Us. Are you all done? Yeah, I just I just had a question. All right, just want to make sure. Thank you. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed five zero. Uh, under old business, proposed renaming of the Temporary Building Use Advisory Committee. Let me explain. Please do. <laughs> As you know, I am the chair of the Temporary Use Building Committee, uh, Advisory Committee. We had our first meeting uh, two weeks ago, uh, and uh, we got off to a, a great start. We have a lot of work to do, but one of the issues that came up with the committee was the name of the committee. Uh, the majority of our members uh, of the committee feel as though temporary building use advisory committee is uh, too generic. A big part of this process will be soliciting public input, much in the same way that Mr. Birmingham is doing with the energy aggregation program. We'll be using kind of the same techniques, key stakeholder meetings, public comments, um, you know, public meetings, and we feel like the name of the committee doesn't encourage participation because it's, it's general. So the suggestion was made to rename it to the St. Gerard's Reuse Committee because people know what that is and they might be likely to be more engaged in the process. Perfect. Any questions, comments? Makes sense. Makes sense. So I make a motion that the renaming of the Temporary Building Use Advisory Committee be changed to the St. Gerard Reuse Committee. Yes. Second. Motion was made and second. Any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, five zero. Uh, next is the update for the Community Preservation Committee. Uh, <coughs> Ms. Lopez. Thank you. Um, the Community Preservation Committee met on November 7th um, and it reviewed 33 open um, CPA projects that dated back to fiscal year uh, 2016. Uh, we closed out a few, continued most, and asked for more information about two of those projects. Uh, the committee then voted eight to zero to one member abstaining to accept uh, pre-applications for CPA projects beginning on December 12th, that's Monday, December 12th, until some date in the future, all as part of the funding round um, for the May 2024 town meeting. Um, and that begins the process to determine as a threshold matter whether projects are legally eligible for funds under the statute. Um, once eligibility is determined, then a full application is solicited with 
detailed plans and budgets and letters of support from boards and, and uh, community support. Um, this is the process that usually happens in the summertime and ends the first week of October. Couldn't this year because of no CPA program administrator. Now we have a program administrator. Her first meeting was on November 7th and we can move forward. Um, but I do want to share another bit of good news. Um, just as a reminder, the Canton, actually all communities, all 190 CPA communities have two sources of revenue. One is the local surcharge on property um, base. It's 1% of properties assessed value after a $100,000 exemption. Just an example, if there is a home assessed at $750,000, the annual CPA surcharge would be $64. But the second really important source of revenue is the state fund. Um, and fees from real estate transactions are dumped into a fund all year long, and then the state divides that money up and gives it to all of the CPA communities in some percentage. Our percentages have been as low as 11% of our total that we've collected locally, sometimes as high as 40%. The state legislature just voted and the governor signed as part of the economic development bill a $20 million infusion to the CPA trust fund. So it means that we have a reasonable expectation that our state fund uh, contribution will be closer to the 40%. We don't know yet how much it's going to be, but it's a very good sign. So um, that is my... I have a quick question for you. The, the, the ones these, pro, these uh, projects that were open in 2016, do they come off when so people put in for the money, say, um, does, it, does that come out of the balance? In other words, it's already accounted for us. So if, if, we're, if they're not doing this project, does it increase the amount of money that the CPC has or does it? It's, it's a really excellent question. As soon as town meeting approves a project, then, then those funds are essentially put aside for mm -hmm. until that project is closed. When the project is closed, then we determine whether there's any excess money that wasn't used that was initially approved, in which case the excess funds come back. The expectation is that the project will be completed within a year. If it's not, the project proponents need to explain why. And so every year we ask the project proponents, if you're not done and you want us to hold it open, you've got to explain why. Right. Um, but all of the funds for that project are automatically set aside. So when the committee meets to um, consider project applications for new projects, they are only looking at funds that are available that have not already been aside, put aside uh, for a project approved by a previous town meeting. Is that, does that yeah, yeah, your question? It, yes, it does. Yes, okay. that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I'm all side. Any other questions or comments for Ms. Lopez? Great, thank you, Lisa. Um, next word of business, sir. Uh, just the um, warrant, the vendor warrant for the week of 11 4, $1,533,975.16. Payroll warrant for the same week is $1,398,045.88. The vendor warrant for uh, the week of 1110 is $3,410,293.55. Payroll warrant for the same week is $370,580.41. Uh, other thing is I move that the board approve the cemetery commitment to the amount of $6,050. Second. Motion been made and second for the cemetery commitments. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed 5-0. And I move that the board approve the cemetery lot and perpetual care deeds. Second. Motion been made and seconded. Any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. 5-0. I move that the board approve the minutes of the select board meeting of October 25th, 2022. Second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 5-0. That's it. And just for announcements, the Eversource scheduled vegetation maintenance. I'm going to, Charlie. Yes. So as you know from time to time, Eversource performs maintenance of the power lines in Canton. You've seen the 
the details in the trucks out um, on a yearly basis. They're, they'll be out again uh, with some designated areas. They don't tell us exactly where they're going to be, but presumably on, on main roads, and they'll be trimming uh, vegetation, largely tree limbs, dead trees, uh, f away from the power line so that when we do have inclement weather, it just reduces the, uh, the chance that those power lines are going to be impacted by sure. falling trees and tree limbs. That's, that's the whole thing. Perfect. Um, can I make an announcement before? Sure, absolutely. Um, sort of a committee update in the form of an announcement for the Master Plan Implementation Committee. Um, you'll recall from our meeting last time that the downtown is really a focus of that master plan. And so I just want to remind the public that the MIPC, Master Plan Implementation Committee, is urging that members of the public and the business community uh, come to a meeting of the MAPC, Metropolitan Area Planning Council, on November 29th at the library uh, at 6.30 p.m. And its whole focus will be on ways to revitalize the downtown, looking at issues of um, sort of how to make it more pedestrian friendly, parking issues, um, revitalization that will give it a sense of place. So the, the public is really encouraged um, to participate you know, and provide its ideas. Um, and then last, um, I just wanted to share that uh, CASA, which is um, Canton Alliance Against Substance Abuse, um, Chief Rafferty uh, is the new chair of that group who has taken over with great enthusiasm and energy. Um, we have been missing a program administrator for the uh, very, very significant youth um, drug uh, grant that we have, the sort of multi-hundred thousand dollar grant. We've been missing an administrator since July, um, and we have upcoming interviews at the end of the month. That position is important not only to administer that grant, but we fully expect that Canton will be the recipient of uh, proceeds of a number of different opioid litigations that are going to be settled, have been settled, and we would hope that that position would participate with the town leadership in making recommendations about how to spun, spend some significant dollars on behalf of the town. Absolutely. Well, that's all I have. Uh, any other comments or questions or concerns? Just want to wish everybody a happy and safe Thanksgiving a week from uh, Thursday. We'll be at your house. We've got the invitation. <laughs> a thousand people there. The invitations are up. <laughs> what shall we bring? <laughs> Come as you are. <laughs> yeah, uh, sent out, God bless her. She's sent out a, <laughs> uh, a, a couple of lists got combined, and uh, more people are calling and saying, it's exactly what you just said. Uh, and other people, I'm sorry, I can't make it. I, I'm having people. So far, own. John has a thousand people coming over his house. I'm expecting. I'm expecting somebody saying, "Hi." And my motto has always been, "The more, the merrier." You know. But yeah, thank you. But have a safe and it's one of my favorite holidays, and it's um, and just remind everybody that on Friday, the 25th of November, the town hall will be closed, and because uh, everyone's using a vacation day or a personal day. And we've done traditionally for the past 20 years. So that's great news and wish everybody health and happiness and I get my daughter at college. I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. So any other, any yeah, other just questions? the select board will hold its next meeting on Tuesday, December 6, 2022 at 530 at the solemn meeting room. And with that, I move that we adjourn. Second. Motion made and seconded to adjourn at uh, 627. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5-0. Thank you and have a great day.